Welcome to Making It in Africa podcast. I'm your host, Tato Mondo. Today it's a different episode. We have a very inspiring young man out of Botswana, who is the co-founder of Botswana Carriers Roundtable. His name is Obakeng Timopi. How are you doing today, Obakeng? I'm great, mate. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you for coming. So I was looking at your Instagram when where you posted the first lady of Botswana. I guess she was a keynote speaker at one of your events. And I, I, I must say, I must share this with yeah. the world. You had a beautiful uh, caption. Well, I'm just going to read part of it where you said, I was young, I was unqualified, I was by no means ready to take a stand for the young people of my nation, but I did. The first times that I tried to come up with ideas that I felt would contribute positively to my nation, they were all rejected. I was told of how none of them would work. As disheartening as that was, I decided to stubbornly push forward because I believed and still believe in a better tomorrow for Botswana and for the youth because we are the future. That's beautiful, man. I have to applaud you for that. That's a very beautiful quote. And I'm really inspired by all the things that you have said because not a lot of young people are very confident, you know, to, to put their ideas out. And even if though they put their ideas out, they're not confident enough to keep on trying if their ideas are rejected by the world. Yeah. So I, I, I really applaud you for doing that, man. Thank you so much, my good man. Thank you so much. I mean, you're so resilient. At the end of the day, so as long as a young person, you're waiting for someone else to create a solution for you, then we're really replicating the same results that people before it came and people after us will do, you know what I mean? So it was just really honestly for me, it's all about trying to be selfless. You know? it, it, like I said on that very same post, you know, it, it's about I understand that this is a gift that I have from God. My life is a gift to people that, um, I mean, God people, you know what I mean? Yeah. So with anything that I can do with my life, with the gifts that I believe God has given me to impact and influence the nation that I live in and eventually the world that I live in, then I'm willing to do anything that it takes to help other people. I like that, man. I wish you could get more young people like you. So why did you start Botswana Carriers Roundtable? You know, I'll never get tired of talking about this, actually. Um, but the Sonic Career Round Table started four, an odd five, four or five years ago, right? Yeah. And in essence, the reason why we started the Sonic Career Round Table was because we wanted to create a platform that allowed young people to be able to their relationships with influential corporate leaders. And a corporate leader, I mean, just someone you might look up to as a junior professional, right? So... It, was, it actually stemmed from, this idea stemmed from um, me and my business partner coming together. His name is um, Digitangani. He's, he's actually in London right now. Um, and essentially what happened was we wanted to create an, a platform that allowed young people, like I'm saying, to be able to reach those relationships. So I was basically employed at the time and business has come back from school um, in the U.S., funny enough. And so it was a thing of we understood that, you know, young people in this nation, they have the right qualifications, they have the right skill set, they have the right attitude, and yet somehow they just aren't getting the right jobs that they feel they deserve, or they just aren't getting jobs at all. You know, they're misaligned with the jobs they have, they have versus what they were in school to study. None of that is coming together. So it was a situation of us trying to understand where exactly the problem came from. We wanted to understand the root of it. 
why are we having young people legislate in the corporate world or even not place at all? And then we realize that it's, it's not even because, at the end of the day, if I get employed, it's not even because of what I look like on paper. Sure, what I look like on paper could get me into the door, but it's my attitude that's going to keep me in there. You know, so, so we realize that if I can sit down with a corporate leader, and a corporate leader is a person that could potentially give me an opportunity to walk into their door and gain necessary and very vital experience to prove myself both professionally and personally, if I could sit down with this person um, and break down the barriers, right? If I could sit down with this person and make them understand who I am, then they'd be in a better position to sort of see where they could place me in their organization. And when I say break the barrier, I mean, we've got roundtable setups I don't break the barrier, you know, there's no intimidation platform there whatsoever. It's a corporate networking platform, but it's not a panel. So there's not 500 of us sitting in a room and 12 panelists there and, you know, I'm not, when I get a chance to actually articulate what's on my mind, I do have a chance to actually articulate what's on my mind. So we wanted to get rid of the simple things there, the not so complicated things that usually hinder successful um, communication from one person to another. I mean, you might be that target to understand that if you are given an opportunity to sit down with someone you look for, you've been looking for to um, interact with for a very long time, yeah. if you're going to find that person in, an, in, a, in a panel discussion and it's a full-blown event with about 1,200 people in there, um, automatically your chance of being heard is 1 in 1,200, which is extremely low, right? Yeah. And this person is one of 15 panelists, let's say, for argument sake, 15 panelists that are up on stage, they're each going to give their segment of what they're going to talk about, which is general, which is what they think, or perhaps maybe they've even been allocated this by the event organizer to talk about that specific topic. This topic absolutely has absolutely nothing to do with you and your personal journey as an entrepreneur or everything as a professional, you know. And this person that you've been waiting for three years soon or five years or however long, to meet is talking about a topic they've been allocated so that speech has been carefully crafted for that specific purpose. Yes, it talks to you. Yes, it resonates with you because those are great carry words. But do they actually talk to my personal situation? Do they actually talk to the challenges that I'm facing as a young entrepreneur that I'm trying to that I'm trying to go over? Does it actually talk to me as a young junior professional who's been working for about three, four years and I feel like I'm exerting a lot of my energy and a lot of my efforts in this organization and I just wait they could pay me a little bit more money but I, just, I don't know how to articulate those words and take them to my boss and make him understand my position, you know? All of these things are things I can't ask in, in a room full of 1,200 people. So we said, let's take that barrier down because in itself it's been taken in Put down young people, yes, there might be 1,200 people in the room, but instead of all 1,200 of us listening to one person, let's break it down to small groups of 10. Okay. So on a round table, let's your Yeah. Uh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Are you, are you following? I'm following, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I realized I'm answering questions you didn't even ask, you didn't even ask, but, you know. I was trying to confirm if you're with me and I'll go ahead. Where, where was that even? Ah, uh, uh, you're talking about the round table, on the round table. Oh, yeah, segmented groups, right? Yeah. So, that was our strategy. Our strategy was very pragmatic, our strategy was very simple, and our strategy was straightforward and to the point. We wanted real conversations, we wanted impactful conversations, intimate conversations, 
that are actually inspiring to a person's individual and personal story. That's why you feel intimate. So we feel, yes, 1,200 people in the room break down into different groups of um, groups of parents and then sit down on a round table and then now there's only one corporate leader. So the one person I've been meeting is actually on a table with me. And the good thing is now I'm not really scared anymore because I have nine other junior professionals that are just like me. So I'm not scared to ask all the stupid questions or somewhat stupid questions that I'm always wanted to ask, you know? Yeah. So now it makes it much easier. We're on a round table. So I'm not I'm not scared to talk. I'm not scared to talk and have a calm and casual conversation. Now it's in a round table. Now I'm with a corporate leader and I can actually ask him questions about his life. This is not um, a topic that has been allocated to him to talk about. I have forty five raw minutes of actual conversation that I can have with this person. And above and beyond that now because they know who I am, now I can say, hey, sir, I met you at the Tonic Career Roundtable. I don't know if you remember me. Tell me how they live. Yeah. And you'll be able to say, can I please have your number so that we can continue the conversation further? Or even outside, not even outside of the event itself, even on that very round table, you are able to put yourself, because of the platform that we've created through the Tonic Career Roundtable, you're able to ask for that person's contact information to continue the conversation out of that room. And, you know, it's been a tremendous success. Like I'm saying, God is faithful. I believe that we are being empowered and inspired by God to be able to do all that we do. The fact that for like this is a initiative and not just being put on the front line to run it. But, you know, we, 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 we've been able to get a lot of young people connected um, in the four years of our existence. We've been able to reach about 250,000 young people in Botswana. We've been able to connect about 1,000 people physically at accelerated events, and of those 1,000 people have gotten jobs, people have gotten mentorship, continuous mentorship opportunities, people have gotten job sharing opportunities. And you know, it's, it's pretty inspiring work to see what God will do through you if you believe that you can do what you have to do for the people. So to basically just pursue your cause much bigger than your friends. So that's really what. Um, yeah, it's quite interesting. You mentioned a lot of things, and I believe you're really passionate about it. When somebody has passion, when you ask them something that they're really passionate about, they can talk for days if you don't, if you don't stop them. But 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 I I know you are for are you for profit or non profit organization? That that's that's the part that I haven't figured out yet. Yeah, well, the BCR is a not-profit organization. So essentially what we mean by that is everything that we do is for the young people. So what we do is powered by organizations around the city, around this country. They pump money into the organization and through that organization and through the financing that we get from those people, we're able to um, create opportunities for young people to better themselves. Nice. I, it's it's quite fortunate that you have organizations in your country that are willing to do that. Were they willing to do that in the first place, or are you the one who created those? Uh, how can I say this? You're the one who kind of put them together and shared your vision with you, and they're like, okay, we can put money towards your vision. Or the, the those options are already available in Botswana. How did how, how how did that work? Yeah, well, I'm I'm gonna be really honest with you. It was not easy. You know, like yeah. us, like 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 on the on the post, the caption that you were just reading out at the beginning of this conversation, mm-hmm. we were rejected a lot of time. You know, and and I like the reason why I like to talk about 
the failures that we encounter and the perceived to be unsuccessful entrepreneurs is because it's very important for the young people to understand that in order for you to see the successes that I'm living in right now, it is because I break through the failures that you will see. So, you know, it's critically important for young people to understand that just because the Donna Career Roundtable is able to amass national support and attention at this stage of its journey does not mean that it has always been that way. You understand? Yeah. So, uh, I was actually having a conversation with some people this week just um, they were also curious to know about um, the Donna Career Roundtable's start and success story and how we got to where we were. And, and you know, I said the first time when the Donna Career Roundtable was just an idea before we could actually put a name to it. Yeah. We, we, you know, we, we put in a fancy, fancy um, presentation and we believed in the vision, we believed in the results that we were able to get, and we believed it was the big thing that young people get that needed. Because remember, we were young people. Yeah. So we were building a solution for ourselves. Oh. We to understand the problems that you're encountering than yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. So, yeah, we put together a presentation and we started knocking on doors. And, you know, it's very easy to, 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 to knock on doors on my side of the world. And you will get a lot of great contingents on how you present yourself. So we had to understand that, you know, not in years. The corporates are busy. Yes, um, the economy is growing at a very fast pace, which means there's very limited time to hear new ideas. But when these opportunities are made available to you, obviously you're going to come and rise up as a young person to do your best. And, and I'm telling you, we met four high-level CEOs, CFOs, managing directors, a big fancy decorated title. We met about five or six different um, high-level managers who told us that the business would not work, that this idea would not work because what made us so different, you know? Yeah. And it, 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 it was frustrating. I mean, you can imagine having been so passionate about something and believing that it worked so much, so much so because you are the very young person, you hope for it to benefit, and, and, and now you're presenting it to someone who's slightly older than you and doesn't understand the kind of problems that millennials, the generation down downward are facing, you know, yeah. and, and you are saying to them that this will actually work, and they're saying to you, well, listen, honestly, the people that are doing much bigger than this, and that you are, you're, you're literally swimming with shock. So, yeah. the song. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the problem that we usually... Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, so I was about to jump in and say the problem that I've noticed, uh, even here in the United States, right? I have people that are yeah. that are close to me that I do business with. Some of them are, are like bloggers. They have issues of like when they go t- into new businesses. You know, with blogging, you have to understand the metrics of, uh, like, for example, on Instagram, the amount of followers that somebody has and the amount of, like, you know, the amount of uh, interactions that they have with their followers. That's something that somebody has to know before hiring them to do a job for, for, for their company. But most of these companies, they have people yeah. that don't understand how that don't understand how Instagram works because they're so old. So there, there's that generation gap. So you see, when these bloggers approach them, these people are going to say no because they don't understand the impact that these bloggers have. So it's the same thing with the ideas that you have as young people and the uh, and you know and, and uh, the visions that we have. 
older people don't share the same vision. So yeah. there's still that challenge to bridge that gap. And I don't know how we're going to, to do it, but you, you, you managed to overcome it. And I think the best way to do it is not to just knock on one door. It's just to knock on as many doors as you can. Because what I've seen, a lot of entrepreneurs, they knock on two doors. Me, when I'm trying to do business with people, like if I'm trying to pitch something, I'll knock on a hundred doors because I know probably 99 of them are going to say no. You know what I'm saying? Only one. I, I know for sure one will say yes. If I'm lucky, five might say yes out of a hundred, but that's really rare. But only one, the chances of, you know, of hitting all the hundred doors are, are, are less to none, but I know I would probably hit one door. So that's why as entrepreneurs, it's, how do I say this? I It's, it's not about just doing approaching one person or one business it's all about like exactly. knocking on as many doors as you can that, that that that's just my thought on it sorry i didn't mean to cut you off yeah no definitely definitely what you're saying is very important because you know um i'm saying your podcast is going to be listened to by a lot of millennials and generation yeah. Z as well you know yeah. and it's very important to make that point apparent because we we, we, are, we are all about instant gratification yeah. as young people, millennials. And the reason why I say that is because, like you're saying, Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, all the social media platforms that we, we create lives on and we essentially live on our, our other, our, like, what shall I say, other videos for lack of a better word. Yeah. You know, these Instagram, these platforms, when we, when we post pictures, think about how you feel when you make a post, you know, when you, when you post a picture and it doesn't get the same reaction that you were hoping for it to get, that actually, it messes with you, you know, as a young person. And if it actually does, win like you were hoping for it to, or win much further than you might have anticipated for it to, you start getting all sorts of endless and relief and you're getting happy and you're, you're getting real excited, you know. That's why we have... Instagram famous people, but in real life, they, or, I mean, you know, you understand what I'm saying, right? It's overglorified on social media, but um, in real life, it's not actually what it looks like. Yeah. So the reason I'm making that point to you is to show you just how we are as the living world and generation B. We want to do something today and have it have instant results. And so because that mentality, we then come with it and employ it in business and then imagine. If I thought of being today, then tomorrow I need to be a billionaire. Yeah. Like Kylie Jenner. None of that is going to happen. Yes, she, she, she was isolated win over there. And, and, and she, her, her strategy worked for her in that particular instance. And, and it did work for some people, but not all people. And so that is why you need to understand that resilience is most important in your journey. And your journey actually builds the capacity in order for you to achieve the level of success you need to achieve. So we, 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 we need to start facing this. Um, we need to understand the journey for what it is. You know, I like to say, as young people who right now, well, on my part of the world, and, and I'm certain I can speak to the greater majority of the world, is that we have a mindset problem. Yeah. Uh, so because we don't understand the things that we are on, we, we, we misconstrue it for failure and then we give up along the way. You see, um, I'm being spiritual. I'm, I'm, you know, I believe in God 100%. I hope that doesn't um, in any way interfere with your podcast because I want to start talking about God. Nah, you go I am, man. This is a free podcast. <laughs> you can talk pretty much about anything that you believe in. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. You know, um, I, I believe in God 100%. And like I was saying to you, I believe like every single one of my ideas and business ideas and business endeavors are things that God has blessed me with. And so whatever I achieve, you blessed me to achieve, you know. And so when I sit down and I pray to God or I have a conversation with Him throughout my day, I ask Him to bless me and, yeah. and, and to bless the work of my hands and to make certain that I get what I have and I feel in my heart that I deserve. When I say to God that I want to win at an extraordinary and supernatural level, that's what? God says you got it. He says it even in the Bible. He says whatsoever things you pray for, believe that you will receive them and you shall have them. Yeah. You see? So when you pray for that one thing that you want, that extraordinary level of success that you want, God gives it to you at that instant. But now see, it happens in the spirit. You have it in the spirit. Now we need to translate to the physical world. And in order for that to happen, you need to be prepared. Mm. You know, um, I go to gym, so I like to watch it as well, so it's working out. I say, I can't exactly walk into the gym right now after seven years of being away and say that I had to squat 200 kilograms. You know, it's, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. I, I, I need to go through the good now. I need to go through every single challenge. I need to spread by the 10 kg, then move on to 20 kg, then move on to maybe 50 kg, then gradually going all my way up. But what I'm saying is, to be different weights are different challenges. So now you realize that I have to go through a series of challenges in order for me to receive that which I had prayed for originally, right? So that's how the system works. You pray for it and you go through the gradual journey to gain the strength and the capacity to handle the level of success that you have for. God is an magnanimous God. Whatever yeah. you ask for, He gives to you. You know, have to understand that when you're going through the journey, it exists to increase your strength more than it exists to bring you down. Interesting. Uh, let's talk about believing in yourself. Why is it important to believe in yourself as an entrepreneur? That's something that you uh, that you really speak on. Like you should believe in yourself. Why do you think as an entrepreneur you should believe in yourself? Um, well, you're an entrepreneur as well, my good man. You know, and and I'm certain that you'll attest to my saying this, but I feel like entrepreneurs are crazy people. True. You know, yeah. and yeah, the reason why I say entrepreneurs are crazy people is because often at times entrepreneurs are smart people who could be doing something which requires much less effort and will probably yield not good results like working for someone else, right? That's true. But entrepreneurs are the crazy people. Yeah, you know, they're the crazy people that will rather work a hundred hours a week for themselves and something that might not even work rather than working 40 hours for someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I get you. So, so with that framework alone, an entrepreneur has no other option but to believe in themselves. Because True. also, on the other hand, I need to understand that my dogs are in the background. I don't know if you can hear them. No, th- th- that's fine. They're not really so, making a lot of noise. That's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, cool. So... Um, entrepreneurs with that framework of having crazy and, and unimaginable goals and vision because you, you, it's important for you to believe in yourself. That's true. Imagine if, I like to talk about this, but imagine if Steve Jobs didn't believe in himself, right? Yeah. And Steve Jobs came at a time like very 
to popular and that that essentially that is like not your Yeah, I realized that. Um, where was I? Ah, uh, we're talking about believing in yourself. Oh yeah, um, believing in yourself as an entrepreneur is very important. Like I was saying, because a lot of the time you are looking to create solutions to people's problems that they solutions they cannot they cannot see themselves. You know. Yeah. So it's an job. I don't know if you heard me while I was actually talking about that story. Or I'll talk about a different story, perhaps. Let's talk about Mark Zuckerberg, for instance. Yeah. You know? And Mark Zuckerberg came at a time when there was high five um, and there was all sorts of social media platforms from a long time ago. And, you know, he, he brought Facebook. First of all, Facebook doesn't even sound like a, like a good name for any sort of business. If I came in now <laughs> and I said, listen, I've got this radical idea and I, I want you to invest in that's an interesting thing that you just said i never thought of it that way but for sure if somebody's gonna knock on my door and say i have an idea i want to call this thing facebook i'll be like facebook really why can you not find a better yeah. name exactly i mean think about all these brilliant ideas that today are winning on a large scale yeah. If those entrepreneurs wouldn't believe in themselves, they wouldn't be where they are. Look at us right now. Um, we're using Apple products, and the company is called Apple. Yeah. If I came to you and I said, listen, my company is called Banana, you're probably going to laugh me off. Yeah, that's I mean. true. I will. I definitely will. <laughs> yeah, but they had, yeah, you know, exactly. But they had to believe in themselves. They had to believe in the vision that they had within themselves. Because your vision is specific to you. You're not going to see it in anyone else, and it's not going to make sense to anyone else. So if I didn't believe in myself, if other entrepreneurs did not believe in themselves, then I would have given up at the first note. I would have given up at the third note. Yeah. So I would have given up at the fifth note when I was told that the kind of career on table wouldn't work. Yeah. You know, but I went to him. I believe in myself. So I didn't want to define myself according to another person's limited purview. I said, well, as long as I have envisioned this in my mind and it can work and it will come in the actual reality, then it will work. And lo and behold, I think about the seventh door that we knocked on was the perfect, the, um, the most, that was by far by far the most economic situation that we could have found ourselves in because the sponsor we found after getting so many birthdays on us gave us a venue, they gave us um, catering, and then they gave us money to cover. Like, literally, they built the entire event for us, you know, and they even gave us the people that were coming to the to come and speak. So, you, you see, I can say to you that it was important for us to believe because we received what Platonic Careers aren't able to be today because we believe. That's and we continue to win because we still believe that we can win. That's awesome, man. Uh, you have to see it when nobody sees it because it's your vision. No one is going to see your vision except you. So most people get to a point where they share their visions with other people and the, uh, the other people will say something uh, that will demotivate them. But what they don't understand at the end of the day is yeah. that those people they're sharing their vision with, 
they don't share it's not their vision it's not theirs it's yours so you know my philosophy is that the more they say no the more i'm going to do it it means i'm on the right path because <laughs> that that means it's a great idea but i'm going to move on to the next question uh, uh which is uh why do you think it is important for more africans to start their own businesses especially young africans why do you think it's important well i mean I think Africa has everything that it needs to move the generation forward because you know Africa is rich with mineral resources. You know Africa is rich with underground wealth. You know we have a lot of um, natural resources coming throughout different parts of Africa. And as entrepreneurs in Africa, we have a brilliant opportunity and a brilliant advantage because there's still a lot of untapped potential in all of Africa that we have not even touched yet yes. as Africans. True. And it's sad to say, and I'm not saying this in a negative connotation, but it's sad to say that a lot of our wealth is being developed and harvested by Western Western countries, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because, yeah, they, they brought a lot of development for us. They have showed us that it's possible. They showed us what we have right in our backyards and, and they're making a sustainable and successful living out of that. But if we as Africans continue to have this mindset problem, again, I say this because for as long as we think that someone else can come here and create solutions to our problems, for as long as we think that someone else should come here and give us clean water, for as long as we think that someone else should come here and mine our oil, then we will forever be looking and pointing fingers for the next person to come and help us. And this is things in our backyard. I mean, how would you feel, my dear man, if I wanted to make dinner for myself and I left my house and everything that's in my place and I came to yours and I said, hey, listen, I'm going to make dinner for myself. I'm me and my family and look, the remainder will give you some of what's left. That's, that doesn't make sense, man. <laughs> I can't let you do that. <laughs> exactly. And that's what we're letting happen. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's great. For development sake, for our economy sake, it's great. Yeah. But in order for us to own our own resources and move fluidly into the fourth industrial revolution, we need to rise up as Africans. And if you imagine a person, because you are young, it's not a limitation, it's not a limiting factor for you to move forward and solve problems that you are exposed to. Hey, get on Instagram. Young people are doing pretty amazing things. You found me on social media, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. And that's the only one. Yeah, there's a lot of young people that are doing pretty amazing things, and it's time for us to rise up as young people, as Africans, to rise up and own what's right in our backyard so that we can make better use of it. But you know... I just generally feel like... Yeah. What frustrates me is that I see a lot of Americans or a lot of Western people because, you know, social media is not popular and not a lot of Africans putting out African content on, on those platforms. But I see these foreigners coming in into our, our countries and putting out this content and these people are getting paid and we are not. It really frustrates me. Like, why are not a lot of young people getting more into social media? But I look at it as this, like the, our government's I'll speak for Zimbabwe. The internet services in Zimbabwe is really exactly. expensive. So I think it starts with that. It starts yeah. with the government making it affordable 
uh, we need to figure out ways for the government to make the internet affordable for the youths. If it means putting free Wi-Fi in neighborhoods, that has to be done. Guess what that's going to do? That's going to drive innovation because people are going to be creative. They're going to be putting out content and they're going to, at the end of the day, they'll figure out ways to make money out of it. What is that going to do? It's going to create more jobs for, for, for our economies. And that's going to mean our economies are going to do so much better. And I feel like young people should be put in the forefront in terms of the politics of Africa, but that's another story for another day. But I just believe, like, you know, I would have to, I like to stick more to business because I feel like business uh, controls politics. Once you get your business right, everything political will be okay. That's just my philosophy on that. I feel like <laughs> I, I just say so many things in, in one sentence, but yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, so do you still have anything to add to that? Sorry, I cut you off again. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 don't worry. I mean, I've been talking this entire conversation, you know, so it's also nice to hear your point of view on what the future holds for us, you know what I mean? Uh, but, but what I want to do for us now, this is, this, this, this is a question that I was going to ask you. Why haven't you taken the idea to Zambia? Why have you taken the same idea to uh, South Africa? Why haven't you taken the same idea? It's scaling up. Why haven't you scaled your business? You said it's a non-profit, right? So I, I don't know how you're going to scale it. Yeah. Can you scale it and, uh, you know, uh, to be in, both, uh, be in uh, South Africa, be in Namibia, put it in other countries? Because I think what you're doing is really amazing. And I think a lot of Africans should have this in their countries. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. But it is um, our plans are to scale this, um, this entire platform, right? Right. Um, from the onset when we created it, we always knew that we wanted to go outside of Botswana. Oh, okay. But um, like I'm saying, what we wanted to first make certain was that we understood the strategy that works, right? Oh. So we had to make sure that we know by the time we go out of the country then we know how to handle the event. We know how to make everything work. We know how to make the small pieces fit together in order for the big piece to work, right? Because it would certainly be a travesty for me to go, go outside of the sauna and, and, and have an unsuccessful event or a train smash somewhere else, right? So it, we, 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 plans are certainly underway to go outside of our borders to make this um, radical idea work for radical to work for other young people outside of Outside of the corner and in the much larger sub Saharan Africa, um, Salic region, as well as all of Africa and eventually the world, you know. Yeah. So it's just we, we make sure that the formula works and we understand why it works and how it works before then we can replicate it on a much larger scale. I like that, man. You're very smart. I'll order you. You look pretty young. Yeah. I'll, I'll order you. <laughs> how old do you think I look? From your pictures, I think you're 23. Are you 23 or 22, 22, 23? Nah, I'm actually 28. Oh, okay. Yeah, you look really young, but for, for, for a person of your age, you have so much wisdom. So I, me, I'm just curious, how, where did you get, get that wisdom yeah. from? Did you have a mentor around you or you read a lot of books? Uh, how did you get to this point? You have so much knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, my good man. I feel honored. Um, a lot of the time, people tell me that I look uh, very young, and you know, I, I, I never really understand that because I genuinely used to think that I'm thinking as slow paced than everyone else. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. But I do have a mentor, my good man. Oh. Um, I have someone that I talk to. I have someone that speaks to my life. I have a life coach, you know. Oh, okay. Someone that guides me. 
Something on that makes me understand what I have inside of myself and to release it out to impact the nation, other people. So, yeah, and, and in addition to that, I feel the lot of things. As I'm on this phone with you, I'm looking at a pile of books that I'm currently reading, like economies, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's important to continuously educate yourself and personally develop yourself to idea of a young person. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I get you. So you, you, we just talked in conversation because other people don't understand the importance of mentors. Do you have mentors in your life? You're the first African that have like uh, spoke uh, on a public platform about having a life coach. Uh, and uh, I, I, want yeah. to, I want you to let other people know how important to have those people in your life for guidance. Because, you know, usually we grow up in families that are... That, that that we don't get to have the right mentors. If your dad is poor, he's probably gonna give you poor men's uh, poor men's uh, advice. If your mom is poor, she's gonna give you poor poor woman's advice. So it is important to have those mentors and uh, those people around that are better than your family or the better than people that are around you, so they can mold you. And because you know sometimes when you grow up, people put ideas in our heads of what's possible, what's impossible, right? So we need somebody to take yeah. that outside of our heads so that we can think at a different scale. So I think it's important to have a life coach and to have mentors around you. And uh, I, I'm really surprised you mentioned that you, had, you have a life coach, man. Is this something that's big in Botswana, having a life coach, or you just uh, one of a few with a life coach? Well, I mean, hold on. Let me see because my dog is being... Like, I'm actually... Let me let my dog know calm down. <laughs> no, it's all right. So, yeah. I'll come back to you. All right. Hey, 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 come on, come on. You Yeah. And 
I didn't see it for what it is until I had a mentor who told me to search within myself to realize where my greatness lies. Okay. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, yeah, they're very important because they're basically like your compasses to life. They, they, they exist to let you know what you can do and how you can help yourself to achieve the best of what you can do. So it's very important to have a mentor, uh, if you ask me. Okay, yeah, so th- thank you for that. Uh, so I'm going to ask this last question uh, for, for the day. How do we bridge the gap amongst young entrepreneurs in Africa? I think you, you have created a platform called uh, Botswana Roundtable, right? I think we should create an African Roundtable where we have all these different African minds. Like you have a brilliant mind. And, and for sure, we might have somebody in Zambia with the same brilliant mind. But just imagine all of us in the same yeah. room, just pitching out ideas like, yo, why don't you do this, 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 you know, just pitching off our crazy ideas and just exchanging ideas and just talking. Just imagine what could that do. We can even start in the Sadak region. That can do what, what that can do to the Sadak region. We, 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 yeah. we, you see what I'm saying? So how, do, how can we bridge that gap? How can we all get together and figure out like, Yo, we we are brilliant. We can make it happen here in Africa for people. Let's get together. Let's share information. Let's do this and this and this and that. How can we make that happen? You know, it's very ironic that you're asking me this question because the very thing you're asking how to make possible, you have already made possible by virtue of this conversation, right? Exactly. <laughs> I, I didn't even think of, yeah but that's that's my intention I, I didn't know I was asking this question or something that I've created yeah. so he, he's saying by creating more platforms like this exactly. yeah but, but, but the problem yeah, with so pla- go ahead uh-huh. the problem with platforms like this they don't reach as many people as possible that I want the, uh, I want to reach does that make sense to you it will reach people, but it yeah, won't have as much impact as I wanted to. My, 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 my strategy was this was for some people to see me doing this, and then they can start doing it as well. Does that make sense? I want more Africans to get into podcasting where yeah. we, we talk about business and just, you know, and just kick it and exchange ideas. For me, I'm like, you know, I'm not really, I, I'm not really a talker. I'm more much of a doer. I hate conversations. But, you know, yeah. outside of your comfort zone, that's where great things happen. So this is actually outside of my comfort zone because I'm usually like, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an introvert. So, but, but, you know, see, sometimes oh, yeah. you, have, you have to do things. You, you, if somebody, does, if you don't do it, who's going to do it? You have to do, you have to do it for somebody else. Exactly. You, you know what I'm saying? So the, that's the point exactly. that I'm at. So the point I'm at is just like, you know, I just do this podcast. Hopefully somebody picks up and does a better job than what I'm doing. And then they keep pushing and somebody else will copy that and it keeps going. That's, that's the mentality that I had yeah. when, when I created this platform. And just to add on to what you're saying, you know, um, we are helped by the power of the internet, you know. The internet is our superpower. It's essentially how we can make the entire world one globe because of the power of the internet. Um, You and I were able to connect. I mean, you're Zimbabwean, but you're in Cincinnati right now, and and I'm in Africa, I'm in Botswana, and we met on the internet, and this is something that was not possible 20, 25 years ago, or even 10 years ago, because 
our internet connections were not as advanced and, and the platforms that existed were not as diverse as they are right now. Yeah. So if we want to globe the globe stuff or I mean it's not with Africa. If we want to connect Africa, imagine if we could have young people all across Africa agree to have this kind of podcast or this kind of conversation or joining on this kind of call. Because remember, now because of the power of the internet, for as long as I have internet, I can just get you on an internet call. Yeah. So this could have been a WhatsApp conversation and you have the privilege that you have the, you have the advantage of, of having uh, a plan that will allow for international minutes. But in Africa, that's not popular. And you know that, you know? Yeah. But we have good internet, which being good voice calls, um, be it via WhatsApp, be it via Facebook, or, or, or even Instagram, you know? Yeah. Imagine if you have 10 different people um, all spread across across to Africa, and we say that every Wednesday or every Monday or every last Friday of the month, we're going to all get on a call, all 12 or 15 of us, and we're coming through different demographics all through Africa, and we're going to discuss one topic, absolutely unemployment, and talk about what Egypt is doing to tackle unemployment and what Zambia is doing to tackle unemployment and what South Africa is doing to tackle unemployment and what Botswana is doing to tackle unemployment and what Tanzania is doing to tackle unemployment. At the end of that conversation, think about it. We have solved one problem using a multi-pronged strategy. So I have been calculating, we only have this, I have, we would have have culminated so many different solutions from so many different angles and so many different vantage points yeah. to create one great solution to one problem. I, I, Don't you think we could win? Yeah. I like the sound of that because where you're going with it, you know, when I created this podcast, I'm, I'm getting to talk to great entrepreneurs and different people like you. And, I, you know, I have their yeah. numbers and they're all willing to work with other people. So what I'm actually thinking now, yeah. after I'm done with production of this podcast, I just create a group because I have all these amazing CEOs from different companies and people that have created, like, you know, some awesome products and they're Africans. If you could all, like, you know, if I could talk to each one of you and be like, yo, is it okay if I aid you in this group? And we all be, like, in a WhatsApp group. And then, you know, we just kick it from there. I think, exactly. I think that's exactly. a step towards the right exactly. direction. It definitely is. Um, definitely, definitely will work. And if you talk about the problem of reach, you don't even think about it. Yeah. If we have 15 different countries, each reaching minimum 100 people, and that's obviously going to, those numbers are going to be much larger than 100. But if we have 15 countries, 100 people each, that's 1,500 people per country. That's a lot of people. You understand? Yeah, I got you. And we, we, yeah, it's a global demographic that we're now reaching. So 1,500 is a large number to be a human, you know? Yeah. But, but, but anyway, man, yeah. I, I'm running out of time on my side. Uh, we, we need to do this some more. Uh, so uh, I, I'll probably make this our, uh, the, first, uh, the first episode of our podcast. And uh, thanks for coming and thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it, man. I know you're busy. I know your mind is always running with a lot of ideas. So <laughs> you probably could be thinking about another billion dollar idea right now, but you took your time to do this podcast with me and I appreciate it, man. And uh, that was Obakeng with Botswana Carriers Roundtable. And uh, do you have any last words to say? Do you have your uh, social media handles to share with the world, like your Instagram and stuff like that, or where people can find you? 
Yeah, so um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and LinkedIn as Obakeng Timothy. So Obakeng sounds the way spell. I mean, it's spelled the way it sounds. Timothy, that's double M O P I. I don't know. You'd probably be able to write that down as I say those. Yeah. Um, so you find me on. I have a page on Facebook. I have a page on Instagram. And the Bella Creators on Table also has pages on Facebook and Instagram. And we have a website that's www.bcr.co.bw. Um, so, yeah, you can find out more about the stuff that we're doing for young people in Africa here and the future development that we attempt to do for young people in Botswana. And uh, last word, yeah, the last uh, word I'd say is, yeah, sorry? I have a different entrepreneurs too. Some of them are my friends that might be listening to this podcast. So in terms of like uh, funding your your projects, uh, if they want to try to figure out how they can fund you, uh, some of your projects, they just go to your website or they, they, I have to give them your number. They, they can get hold of you and then you can talk more about it. Um, I mean, obviously for, for first approach, if you go through our website because we try to make certain that a lot of information is easily, easily accessible right through the website or even the Facebook pages. You know, a lot of them are conversant with what we're doing. But yeah. to move further, we can talk in person so that I can better articulate um, the vision of the objectives of, 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 our, of what the platforms exist to do and then sort of make them understand what their contribution will be doing and what their contribution will be achieving. I got you. All right, man. Thanks for joining us yeah. today, man. I appreciate your time again. This was the, the Making It in Africa podcast. See you guys next time. Hi, this is Todd Tomondo. I understand that entrepreneurship can be difficult and stressful sometimes. I decided to make it less stressful and less complicated by creating different courses that can help you succeed in business. In the courses, we discuss topics such as raising money for your first business, finding mentors, how to overcome rejection in business, how to use social media to find business partners and customers and other people that can help your business. We discuss a lot of important entrepreneurship topics. The link to the courses is available in each and every podcast description. I hope my courses will be helpful and I good luck in all your business endeavors.